I don't care if it's a week, two, four, six, seven, eight. Who do we appreciate? LeBron James. That's who y'all got to start, start appreciating. And you got to stop disrespecting this man. You got AJ Brown, who's a legit number one. And you got Julio, who's a legit number one. One of them dudes got to get double teamed. Who going to get double teamed? And whoever gets double teamed, the other one gets the ball. I'm saying this with no pun intended, but full of pride. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Prideful Takes Podcast. As always, it's your boy Pride, and I got a special guest. That boy they call Mike Brooks from Chi-Town. How you doing, yeah, my guy? How you feeling today, bro? I'm feeling good. How about yourself? I'm happy to be here. Another day, another dollar. And I appreciate you spending some time with me to chat up some sports. Obviously, Sunday came and went. Some lovely NFL talk. But first and foremost, we want to talk about the NBA. Ben Simmons, he decided to finally show up. Now, whether or not this means he's going to stay, I don't know. But Sunday he had his first practice, and then earlier today he had a practice. And it's kind of it's funny. When everyone was in the group, like in the end, when they do the, the whole, oh, yeah, you know, 76 on three, one, two, three, sixes, or whatever, you just see Ben Simmons in the background like, look, man, I'm just here because I'm trying to get my check. Yeah. He showed up, and pe- nobody really thought he was going to show up. So the question comes, Mike, is this a sign of things to come? Is it possible that Ben will end up staying with the 76ers? Uh, if I'm if I'm being honest, I would probably say I think he would stay until the All Star break, and then once if he, if his play keep getting better, then I, I would say they probably would move him. But if not, I can see him staying for the whole season. You say whole season? Yeah. I, I don't. What this kind of looks like to me is he's basically doing what James Harden did last year. Right, where he's like, yo, look, I want out. I don't want to, you know, I'm trying to dip. I want to be out. But I'm a play, though. So that way nobody can question whether or not I still got it or anything like that. Because the thing is, look, Ben Simmons' stock right now is already low, right? You know, like, homeboy, look, and I'm a Ben Simmons fan. Homeboy ain't got a jump shot. Yeah, whether or not, yeah, whether or not he refuses to shoot or he can't shoot, I don't know. I think it's more that he re- refuses to shoot. Yeah. Because every offseason for the past three years, Homeboy looked like a seven foot Seth, uh, Seth, uh, Steph Curry. <laughs> yeah, uh, I honestly think I feel like when he requested a trade, I feel like they didn't have a trade partner for him. So, which he realized his best bet was to stay with Philadelphia because if he would have went somewhere else, he would have to, you know, do a whole little rebuild. So, I think they kind of the whole little situation backfired on them, him and his uh, and clutch sports. So that's why I think the whole reason why he's staying with Philly. Well, I think I, I see why you think that. I think it backfired a little bit on the Sixers, right? Because Ben, like Ben Simmons, is not he don't he don't care. Like if you see some of the videos, Homeboy is just like, oh, like that. They're all talking to each other, like, it was like and he off in the corner, just kind of just like with his hands in the air, but the ball just kind of playing around and stuff. So I don't know what's really going on. If I have to take a get, look, I don't think he's staying with the Sixers. Yeah. I think by the trade deadline, he's gonna be up and out of here. And it's it sounds the reason I'm I'm saying that is because Ben don't want to be there. Yeah, he made that abundantly clear. Ain't no way you're gonna go, go and say all this stuff, and then two weeks later back backstab you know back you back about everything and be like, no, I, I ain't really mean it. I, but you know what I mean? Because that's what the 76ers have been doing to him. You know what I mean? Well, if you if you Ben Simmons, I mean you you gotta show that you can play because if he don't if he still plays the same. 
who would trade for him? Like, would you trade for Ben Simmons? If, if Ben Simmons stayed the same from from now to All Star break, would you trade for Ben Simmons if you were if you're a GM? I would, depending on who I got on my team. Right now, if I, if if I'm a team like uh, the the obviously everyone's saying the Golden State Warriors, but if I'm another team kind of like the Clippers, right, mm-hmm. where you have two two stars already. And Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, even though Kawhi is going to be out for the year, um, it, you still have those two guys, right? And you can get Ben Simmons to fill that third spot. You know what I mean? Like in the big three, if you're a guy looking for that, go for it. Mm-hmm. Or if you just want a guy with like name brand, like like the Orlando Magic, if they were to trade for him, it's just to get butts in the seats because Ben Simmons is a big name. You know what I mean? But if we're looking, you know, if, like, for instance, like the Trailblazers, they wanted to throw CJ McCollum in there. That wouldn't make sense, and it's because Ben Simmons already showed you as of now, if he doesn't improve at all, he's basically going to be the third guy in and, and any big three. And if any big three whatsoever, he's going to be the third guy. Yeah. So if I'm a GM and I have a team and I'm like the Brooklyn Nets who already have two stars, you already have two guys who can carry the load, I would – if Ben Simmons stayed the way he was, I wouldn't try to, you know, see. But at the same time, I'm not giving up every. I'm not giving up everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's where it comes to Philly. Why I feel like Philly holds all the cards because if you're not if you're not getting what you want back from Ben Simmons, I don't I don't see them training Ben Simmons. I think they're gonna let him just wrap the wave until they probably can figure out what they really want to do because I feel like Daryl Morey. The test top target right now would probably be Dame Lillard or Bradley Beal that he's that he won. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the right trade for Ben Simmons right now, I would trade if I'm Philly GM, I would trade him to the Pacers and try to get any anybody from the Pacers other than uh Sabonis. Because I don't think the Pacers will let go of Sabonis. I think that's the best move for Philly and Ben Simmons to go. Because you can get Karis Levert, Malcolm Brogdon, maybe a Miles Turner. Like or uh, TJ Warren, like they got pieces to move. Where if I'm Ben Simmons, I'm like, all right, cool, I can go play for Indiana for three seasons, play with Sabonis. I got Rick Carlisle as my head coach. We can compete, you know, maybe get a six C in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, you throwing out Malcolm Brogdon, that is a name that like, because if you think about it, he is a, and people get mad at me when I say this. He's a poor man's Ben Simmons with a jump shot. Like, the way he plays, he does a lot of the stuff that Ben Simmons does. But then he also has a reliable jump shot. So, if you were to get him, I would would like that. The only problem is, like you said, Philly wants – they want too much, right? And it's like, look, I understand why because it's the potential, right? I mean, again, Ben Simmons is a jump shot away. From being, I don't care what anyone says, a top five player. He's a jump shot away. Let this dude get a solid jump shot. Yeah, I I agree. You know what I mean? But the problem is, if he gets that jump shot, will he use it? Because like I said, this is it's it's, it's brutal being a Ben Simmons fan because it's a roller coaster. And for the last three years in the offseason, the dude can't miss a shot. Yeah. Then we get the regular season, and then all of a sudden, he either can't shoot or won't shoot. And it's 
it's it's it's getting to a point where I, I'm not I'm, I, it, to me if I'm if I'm the Sixers let them go. Sometimes you just need to break up. Sometimes yeah. I gotta go your separate way. For instance, and I'm gonna touch on this a little later. Carson Wentz in Philly, right? They had to go. They they had to go their separate ways. They needed to just you know it just wasn't working out. And yeah. that's what I see here. It's not working out. So they kind of just got to be, you know what? It is what it is. We'll stick with Joel Embiid. Let's go get a guard who can shoot, and we go from there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, But this whole thing that Philly's trying to do where we want a guy, we want one guy who can be an all-star, another guy who can fit in our rotation, and like four pits, like, yeah. okay, look, time out. Look, man, you got to pump the brakes because you do, you do understand that. You saying that doesn't mean you're going to get it. And even you yeah. start playing hardball, eventually teams are going to be like, all right, whatever, keep them. Yeah, and th- that, that falls on Daryl Morey and Elton Brand because I think they know that Ben, like you said, Ben Simmons is a jump shot away from being a top five player, and they want the best in return for Ben Simmons, but they're not going to get that because Ben Simmons has yet to prove that he's a top five player in this league. So I feel like once they come to realize that they need to just make a move for now – and then let's let's see how I play with this new team. Then next season, just recuperate. And then if Ben Simmons blossoms to that, you know, that top five player, then that's just a, something that you have to live with. Yeah, and it, it the, the, the thing is, in order for him, and I, I've been saying this for like two years now, I believe the only way Ben Simmons will truly unlock his potential is the day he leaves Philly. I just think, and not to say that Philly has is a horrible front office or is a horrible team, yeah. but they the way he plays, he it, it's just the only way he'll really feel the need to change is if he's on a whole separate team. Yeah, but me honestly, I feel like even if you do leave Philly, I feel like Ben Simmons would still be the same, just for some fact that. I just think he he's so relied on his skills now that he don't he don't think he really need a jump shot, and that's the difference between him and a guy like Giannis. Like Giannis, he wants that, I, and I think Ben Simmons just just want to rely on his skills he got right now. Just like I'm not comparing the two, but like an Andrew Wiggins, like he's in he's in Golden State and he's have yet to show us that he's a capable third option, and it's just some guys who just. They just what they they just want to live with what they got right now, and I think Ben Simmons is one of those guys who just maybe probably in year eight when his athleticism goes down, he may start taking jump shots. But right now, I don't see him taking jump shots because he would have been start taking jump shots already. I'm, I I feel you with that because it, it it could be that's what it is. Because think about it, the way he's been, he's been at what three All Stars at the All Star All-Star game, you know, um, um, defensive player of the year could have been one that right so. He has had success with the way he's playing. So it could be that he's kind of just like, yo, this is who I am. I, I'm having success regardless. So what's the difference? But and it, again, if he's if that's the mentality he's going to have, fine, that's okay. But then we need to put him on a team where they can utilize that and they could capitalize on it. You know what I mean? Because, again, and I, I'm saying that people want to yell at Ben Simmons for what happened in Philly, but they don't want to talk about Joel Embiid having eight turnovers. Poor and they don't want to talk about the defense that Ben Simmons was putting on Trey Young that was giving him trouble. Yeah, so, so by, Tobias Harris is one of those guys who who deserve a lot of that, uh, like, critic credit. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's like we can't just solely blame Ben Simmons. Yeah. Again, if you want to give him some of the blame, 
Of course, I agree. I'm not going. I'm not fighting that. But you can't sit there and look at me in my face and tell me, "Oh yeah, it's it's all Ben Simmons' fault." Yeah, no. You can't tell me that when Joel Embiid as a center is turning the ball over at a rate that you see a Russell Westbrook turn the ball over or a James Harden turn the ball over back when he was with the Rockets. Like, you can't be like, oh, yeah, that doesn't matter. But we're going to, you know, again, like I said, if you want to blame him, that's fine. He's not a horrible player. He's not trash. And I, I've seen a lot of people say that. And this is a litmus test to see if anyone knows basketball. If you say Ben Simmons and they say trash, they don't know basketball. So just, just go, okay, and walk away. Don't even waste your breath with them. Yeah. I will say this when it comes to Ben Simmons. If I'm Ben, I shut my mouth. I hoop. I don't talk to anybody. I don't. They don't know if he's going to play the season opener. If I'm Ben, I play it. I do not drive one time. Yeah. I'm shooting threes constantly. And if it's out of three, it's a mid-ranger. Because the thing yeah. is, he needs to show that he can shoot, or he at least has some some base where he can start off from. Because if he just keeps driving, they're going to be like, okay, yeah, that's great and all, but we need to see something that makes us want to go, okay, we're going to get you, and we're going to get you now. And this is a real test uh, to see, like, how ben, the real Ben's, like, how Ben Simmons reacts. So, like, you can start the season and just take jump shots, show everybody that you, that you can do, you know, you can shoot, boost your trade value up, and then go to uh, the front office. I want to go here. Make this move here. Uh, now you upped your value. But if you still play the same, you showing everybody that just the same Ben Simmons and that you not you don't want to change. So yeah, and he and it's funny because he said it's not my job to increase my trade value, and I, I agree with him to an extent. You know that that that's really not your job, but you're not helping either because if you want to leave in. You're not really trying to show other teams this is why you should get me. Yeah. You're not helping yourself. Anything you kind of you're kind of strapping yourself down to the one place you don't want to be. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the trade his it is his it, it is up to him to increase his own trade bank. If you don't want to be in Philly, and I'm pretty sure he he didn't have too many offers of places he wanted to go. So you got to show everybody you know that you can play that why they should invest in you. 100%. Just like just like you show Philly why they should give you the contract and they give you the contract. And it's up to you to keep getting better and better every year. Yep. And if not, they got every right to move off from you. 100%. You know, they definitely do. The thing is, uh, I'm like from Philly, make up your mind. Either you want to do it or you don't. Yes. And that, yes, that's that really how true. it is for me. Make up your minds whether or not y'all want him or not. Yeah. And Ben, he's, he's, he's making the right moves by showing up to practice. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be nice to see how this ends up playing out the rest of the season. Yeah. I don't like. I said I believe by the trade deadline he's out of here. I genuinely yeah. believe that because the animosity between him and not only the front office, not only the star player, and now some of the role players that when they all try to visit him, he was like, "Nah, stay home." Yeah. And the head coach, there's too much animosity to to be able to overcome that before the trade deadline. And even the fans, you know, one you may mess up, you may have one bad game, and Philly fans are harsh. You might come back game two and they boring you out the crowd. And I would say this right now: Philly fans are some of the dumbest fans. <laughs> And I'm not even joking. Like there's so, like that's like that like Knicks fans are hard. They're hard, right? Like they, them them dudes have a high expectation. Like like look, bro. Yeah. Me, I'm I'm five ten, 
250. And if I'm if I'm in a right now, the Knicks sign me today, and I play for their season opener. If I didn't drop an efficient 35, matter of fact, if I ain't giving them a triple double in a win, they're booing me like crazy. <laughs> right? Philly fans are different, right? Yeah. They're different because it's like they don't they don't they don't remember what Ben Simmons gave them, right? Yeah. Like the, the what he contributed to giving them. That's why I say Philly fans are some of the dumbest fans on earth. Yeah. I, yeah. I get people get mad at me when I say that. And I'm like, yep. look, man, if, if you really sit down and talk to a Philly fan. You'll know what I'm talking about. Like, there's probably like three percent that aren't stupid. I understand. It's like nowadays, it's just about what have you done for me lately. It's not, they don't think about two years ago or three years ago. It's all about what have you done for me lately. And from Philly fans, what they what they remember is you know Game Seven. Yeah. So. And then it's kind of funny because before Ben, they couldn't spell Game Seven. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they they forgot the hard times they was on before Ben showed up. Trust you know me what process. I mean? Yeah. And again. I'm not trying to say that Ben Simmons is the sole reason, but he's a key reason on why they they become prominent, why they have the number one seat. Yeah, you know? and, and some of that falls on the front office too because they have made some boneheaded moves and um like letting go uh JJ Reddick and Jimmy. Nah, Butler. I never understood that. I I never did. people say oh yeah they shouldn't have let go of Jimmy Butler. My thing is they should have. I have no problem with them letting go of Jimmy Butler. And you want to know why? Because people forget this. Jimmy Butler didn't want to be there no more. Yeah. Like people forgot. Like, like, like Joel and B was like, oh yeah, we let go of Jimmy Butler for him. Bro, no. Yeah. All Jimmy, the way around. Jimmy Butler yeah. did not want nothing to do with you or that whole organization. Yeah, bro. he said it was like it was no structure. So that's why he the whole reason he left. Yeah, exactly. So he was like, he was like, oh, I'm out of here. It's, it's gonna be nice to see. I'm very curious as to see, because like I said. I don't think he'll be there by the trade deadline. And I'm I'm very curious to see who's going to end up getting Ben Simmons and for what. Because remember, the whole Kawhi Leonard situation. Remember, it started with them wanting that at one point they wanted Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Terry Rozier. Yeah. And they went to LA and they were like, Leo, we'll take the long kids. Give us Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, and Kyle Kuzma. And then they ended up having to settle for DeMar DeRozan and Yakum yeah. Pertle. Uh, y- 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 and that's what I think gonna happen. I think they're they're more really too full of himself. He wants that superstar player that he's not going to get. And once he comes turns to that, the deal is gone. Yep, it's gonna be now. Again, Philly does have a little bit of advantage because they still got Bedford. I think about three more years after yeah. this year. Yeah. So they do have him. So it's gonna be interesting to see whether or not Ben Ben Simmons eventually tries to literally hold out because he did threaten it, and then he was like, "Yeah, let me come back to work." Nah, too I'm, much I'm money. Very, yeah, bro, it's, it's going to be nice to see how that plays out. But speaking of playing out, I want to play a little game with you. Hot or not? We got five teams listed. The Lakers, obviously, we have to talk about them. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, right after them, we got the Clippers. They're rival, which I don't understand why they're rivals. Portland, which Dame Lillard, Dame Time, CJ McCollum, the Bulls, who all of a sudden everyone thinks is the best team in the East. <laughs> We're gonna play a little game. Who can start hot and go three and up? Right. So starting off, we gonna start off with the Bulls. First three games at Pistons, and then home against the Pelicans, and then home again against the Pistons. They going three and zero. Yeah. Just just for simple fact that you playing Pistons twice. In the Pelican game, Pelican game without Zion Williams, that's 
If that's an easy three and no. I'll be honest with you. I wanted to say no so bad. <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you. I wanted to. But then when I saw Pistons twice, I saw Pistons at Pistons and then Pelicans. I was like, I remember Zion said he's gonna play, and then everybody else is saying he's not gonna play. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go with the route that he's not gonna play. Yeah. This is the easiest start to a schedule you can possibly have. Yeah. Like if there's if there is such thing as a gimme win, it's the Pistons right now. Yeah. Like Detroit is down bad, bro. Like, you feel me? The piss is bad. The lines is bad. You feel me? Like, <laughs> so obviously they're gonna go three and zero. I'm very interested to see where the, how they actually pan out long term. Look, I'll be honest with you. I'm not a believer in Zach Levine. I'm not a believer at all. I I'm not a believer. I think he's overrated at best. He's a he's a he's a wannabe Bradley Beal who can jump high. That's how I look at him. Like, he tries so bad to be Bradley Bill, but he's not good enough to be Bradley Bill. Like, go ahead. It looks like, look like you want to kill me. You might leave, so, bro. Well, I, go ahead. I, got a, I got a question. So you, so what you're saying is Bradley Bill is better than Zach Levine. And it's not even close. All right. So, you, uh, so, all right, so I'm going to tell you, Bradley Bill didn't have John Wall, Russell no, Redbrook. You, 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 no, I don't want to hear that. I, I don't want to hear that. He, I don't I, I don't Bradley, Bradley Bill have had more talent than Zach Levine. No, 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 he averaged 27, 50 from the field, 40 from the three, and I want to say 80, 90 from the free throw line. That was, that was a good player. He's a good bet. player. He's a good player. Sure, look, man. Zach Wayne's a good player. He's not great, though. You could have had you could have had me at Devin Booker over, over Zach Levine, but not Bradley Bill. I don't think Bradley Bill is that good. He just, I just think Bradley Bill is, a, is just a score. That's it. And, Zach, oh, Zach Levine can playmate. He can score. He got a he got a mid range to three. He can post up and he, and he can play. He can't post up like that, bro. His post up game is lit. No, it's not. It, it's a it's a good okay post up game. And so is Bradley Beal's. Nah. Okay, so I feel like I feel like this season will tell everybody who's better between Zach Levine and Bradley Beal. I feel like this, this season we would know because we really we really can't see Zach Levine do anything until these last two seasons. Once he came back from that injury, Zach Levine took off. What a what a bad Bulls team, horrible Bulls team. And oh yeah, horrible Bulls. Yeah, he he, he carried them to the playoffs, didn't he? Nah, he okay. almost almost last last season. Oh, almost, almost. But, and guess what? And guess what? Guess what? I almost was born a woman, but Lord and <laughs> behold, I came out a boy. I don't want to hear any of this almost stuff. Look, what, what have Bradley Bill done? I mean, again. If you if you want to go combination, he made a couple All Star teams. If I'm not mistaken, he was top five in in, uh, in scoring this last oh, no, year. Oh, no. Who he had? Zach Levine was on that same energy two two years ago. You said last two years he came back from the injury. How many? Wh what do you got to show for it? Okay, all that, look. You're right, but you you're right, but my opinion, I don't I, I don't see Bradley Bill a top fast shooting guard in the league. 
So who's your five then? Whoa, 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 whoa. Who is your five? Like, yeah, you got James Harden. You got okay. Devin Booker. Okay. You got Donovan Mitchell. Okay. Uh, uh who else? I need some more shooting guards. Clay. I could throw in Clay once he get back from um, Paul. So you're, not, so you're not gonna count Clay because he's out because he, yeah. he's out. With it. Okay, okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. You, okay, so Paul George. Paul George, and then then who's that fifth slot? It's not Zach Levine because Zach Levine yeah. ain't no top five. No top five shooting guard. I, w- I was gonna say Jalen Brown, but it's too early for Jalen Brown. I think it's it's another shooter. I just can't think off the top of my head right now that I could throw in up before Bradley Beal. We'll revisit this. After we have the whole list, is, the, this whole list made out, I promise you, yeah. I promise you, you're not oh, going to be exactly CJ. CJ. CJ McCollum? Yeah. You Okay, fine. You can take that. You can take that. You can take that. You can take that. So you're telling me Bradley Beal is not a top 10 shooter? Top 10. Top 10, maybe. Okay, all right. We'll agree, disagree. He's top ten, and he's above. Um, he's above Zach Levine. I, I'm good with that. I'll sleep. <laughs> but speaking of CJ, them Trailblazers, are they going three and zero? They got a home, two home games first against the Kings and against the Suns, and then away at the Clippers. So the King, the Kings is a win, but I really do like this that Kings team. But I think the Portland get the win. The Suns, they got uh, a problem going on, so that might that might key into them losing that game. Then the Clippers with no no Kawhi Leonard, so it's it's possible, it's possible. But I, if I'm if I'm betting, I say no. Yeah, I'm I'm there with you. I'm I'm saying no as well. I just obviously the Kings. I, we agree with the Kings. I do like yeah. the Kings. I like where they're heading. Young yeah. team, they're trending upwards. I do like them there. They're kind of how we looked at the Minnesota Timberwolves. What like four years back? Yeah, I only had all that young talent. We're like, whoo, they're gonna be a problem. That's how that's how I'm looking at this Kings team, right? Like they're. Yeah. You know they're they're looking nice. They're trending in the right direction. It's just when it when I look at that Suns, do I think the I don't think the the contract for DeAndre Hayden, I don't think it's going to start being an issue until I say towards the tail end of the year. Yeah. Because what I think is going to happen, I think DeAndre is going to say, you know what, fine, whatever. And it, I feel so bad because everyone and their mother is getting extensions. Yeah. And then he's yeah. kind of left in dust. And I think it's it's wrong for him because he he the one who took a seat back for Chris Paul and Devin Booker because before that he was putting up twenty and ten. Yeah, wow. and that, yes, and that's and, the part that people forget. Like he was a baller, yeah. and he kind of just was like, okay, hold on, I'm losing my touches to Chris Paul. Yeah, even though I'm gonna get easier touches, I'm still losing some to him. And obviously Devin Booker has to do his yeah. thing, and he didn't put up a fuss, no hug. He was like, okay, he got him to the finals. Yeah, he was like, and that's what people forget. People forget he was a very crucial key in getting to the final. People forget that. Now they're trying to act like the yeah. guy is like some, some he, like he's Zubats all of a sudden. Yeah. He's like, no, no, no. He's not like, this is a good, and I'm telling you this, in two years, he will be a top three center. Yeah, I, I agree. Because, and if you look at it, every big three, somebody took the back seat. Yes. Forget, go back to Cleveland with, um. You got Kevin Love, Chris Bosh, and the A took that back seat. So I feel like he deserved to get paid. He play, he gonna play a, a big role once Chris Paul. No, he can't. He's not gonna put up the numbers he put up last year. So obviously, A gonna move up to number two. Chris Paul gonna go to number three. Yep. So for them, for them to not pay him, and they didn't pay uh, Bridges, and uh, they they just paid they just paid Landry. Um, 
Shepard. I think I missed yeah, Shepard. Like, that 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 blew my mind. It's like you guys are paying everybody, yeah, except a key member of your big three. Like when you guys was hyping up the big three, you guys were like, "Yo, look, Aiden, he's you know," and it, it it's kind of messed up how they're kind of doing him. Yeah. I don't like it, but. Like I said, I don't, I don't think that's gonna. I don't think that's gonna matter until the end of the year when he goes back to revisit. He'll what he'll probably do is say, yeah. "Look, I'm a ball out this year," and then y'all y'all can't say no. Yeah, you, you know, can't say no. Right. So that's 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 what I think he's gonna do. I I think Chris Paul. He this this. I'm not saying he gonna he gonna lose it all, but I think he might be third option this year. They are gonna need Aiden this year to get back. Hundred percent, hundred percent, especially with a year older. I think, and I I think Chris Paul understands that because the way he's looking at the team, he's like, "Look, I got talent on this team." Yeah. Yeah. I got a young cat in D-Book who can get his own bucket, and then I got a perfect one-two tandem that I can roll with with mm-hmm. uh, Aiden. I, Chris Paul understands that, and I think he's definitely going to use him. Um, in terms of the Clippers, I think the Clippers get it done. Yeah. Now, the only reason I think the Clippers will win is because, look, I'm not a fan of Paul George at all. I think in the regular – I'm. I'm explaining why in a minute. I'm actually I'm take this, take this right with me. <laughs> in the regular season, he's solid. Good player. Agree. When he gets to the playoffs, he does this weird thing where he don't show. No. And it's amazing to me how no one says nothing because he was Ben Simmons before Ben Simmons was a pro. Yeah. Ever since he got to Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, the dude's been virtually a no-show. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like against the Suns last year, he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm that dude," and I'm like, "Bro, you barely had any games. You shot over forty percent of the field. What are you talking about? You're that guy again." You know what I mean? It's like, I, I, I'm not, I'm not really sold on him postseason. They got a solid team. I like Terrence Mann, mm-hmm. Luke Kennard. I like him. Yeah. I think it'll be enough to get the win, but I, I think it'll be close. But. I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I understand you with the part, George, but the Clippers. I I'm never was high on the Clippers. I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like the they they window was the last two seasons. The last two seasons was the perfect opportunity for perfect opportunity for them to win the championship. Yep. And I feel like now I don't, I don't see them winning the championship in nope. the future because everybody getting better. Last year you could have won because the injuries, and the year before that I forgot what happened. The year before that they could they could have won. The they they, they they uh they choked three one to uh Denver. Yeah yeah Denver yeah. yeah so those two. those two years was the perfect time for the Clippers to win the championship and like like Kawhi Leonard won't be back this year so I don't I don't see Clippers winning anything in the next three years. Nope hundred percent I I don't so. either like like and I'm I'm there with you these last two years was frankly the only chance they had. Yeah. You know so, what I mean? so sadly this Clippers team probably gonna be like a I want to say a bust but I feel like. No, it's a bust. It's a bust. I, it, it, it's a bust. Baby, it's okay, a bust. so you could you could put them in the same category with the Lob City, the Clippers team with the Lob with Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, and the other. No, Jordan. no, I should put them higher. Higher. I put them higher, and the reason is because when it came to Lob City, a lot of the times it was injuries. They were just very unfortunate, and they caught very unlucky breaks. Now they did choke some, which I get it. These mofos choke three one. I don't want to hear nothing. <laughs> when you choke three one, and and especially with Kawhi Leonard, you know, Kawhi Leonard talking about, oh yeah, I'm a, you know, I'm the, I'm that guy. And you got Paul George talking about, yeah, bro, you know, 
Kawhi called me. That well, yeah, he called you. Yeah. After like three other people in answer. People, Paul, you know what I mean? Go ahead. Paul George, like I remember when he signed with the Clippers. He's he always said the Lakers was his favorite team. The day he signed, he said the Clippers. I've been watching always, yeah, I'm like, yo, who's misses this? Paul George, he wanted to be in, he wanted to be with the Lakers, and I think the Clippers can make should make one move, and I play they should trade for John Wall. Um, well, I'm, I don't think so. You know who I think they should actually trade for? Ben Simmons. Oh. And the reason I say that is because with Ben Simmons, you got a guy who can play make, and they got a lot of shooters on that team. Yeah, so. They could play make. So now you let Kawhi and Paul George kind of have to rest. He fits perfectly into that third star role. Mm-hmm. So that way, you know, you're not asking a whole lot from him. And he also helps them defensively. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I get why you would want John Wall. But if you're if the Clippers organization made it clear, we're, our future is building around Kawhi Leonard and uh, Paul George. Paul George. So if, if, if that's what they're doing, you might as well go and try to get a third star. It'll be cheaper. And on top of that, when you get him, it'll be easier to integrate a guy like Ben Simmons in there, a guy who's a natural playmaker. It would make it a little easier. But then again, I'm not a John Wall fan, so I, 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 can't really I said I said John Wall just because Ka- Kawhi out, and you're gonna need somebody to give you 20 points a game. And I feel like John Wall can do that. He can still play make, and he can still defend. So he can, he can do he can do everything Ben Simmons can do. But Ben Simmons can stay healthy. John Wall, John Wall is you, you. You don't know, right? And not only that, also the ultimate question is: when Kawhi comes back, how does John Wall fit? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, it's easier to fit Ben Simmons with the yeah. with John Wall. It's like he's always been at least one of the key guys. You know, yeah, he, in Washington, it was built around him and Beal. You know, yeah. in Houston, yeah, they didn't really have much, but they were like, you know what? You can have the ball do your thing or whatever. You know what I mean. And, and with Ben Simmons, he don't have to go get a bucket because he know if they don't, if they don't, if they want to achieve the blame going on Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Exactly. So he he like so that's kind of like the best way because I say it is something like it's like something mental wrong with him. Yeah. There's it, there's really no pressure because if they lose, hey, I'm just the third guy. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I'm not the one sticking the I'm doing my job. I'm playing exactly. the game defending. So right. So that would be good. But all right. But okay. So we both agree the Trailblazers they're not going. Yeah. They're not okay. All right. So Luka Doncic and these men. By the way, Luka Doncic. I just want to throw it out there. Um, he's a top five player. If you disagree with me, we can fight about it. Um, <laughs> their first three games um, at Atlanta, at Raptors, and then home versus the Rockets. Uh, I would say, I would say yes, three and no. But I'm not. I'm not sold on this Mavs team. I'm sold on Luca, but I'm not sold on the Mavericks. I feel like they are not doing a good job at putting the team around Luca. So I. I, I don't. I. I actually got them in the playing spot. Whoa! Oh, we gotta talk about that, boy. Oh, we gotta talk about that, boy. You said playing. Yeah. You said playing. A seven to eight seed. What? Right. You said the playing. We gotta talk yeah. about that. Hold on. Hold on. Nuh-uh. No way. Matter of fact, nah, nah. Hold on to that. Hold on to that. We'll we'll touch on that another day. Whoa. Okay. It's not. It's not Luca fault. It's n- nothing to do with Luca. Luca is amazing. I think, just... I, I think they have a solid. T- Honestly, you want to know who I think is going to be the key person in that whole team? 
Not Luca, Chris Stapps. Yes. I think he's going to be the X factor because you're, you're going to have to realize something. This dude is – stop trying to make him a sharpshooter. Put him in the paint. Put his butt in there. And whether he's got to go in there or Luca tells him or Jason Kidd, the new head coach, is going to tell him, someone's got to tell him and start, you know, utilizing him and be like, yo, bro, remember, remember when you were in the Knicks and you just loved the paint? Yeah. Like, what happened? We need a little bit of that now. But but that falls on Luca. Luca is dribble, 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 shoot. Luca ain't looking at the pass to Chris Stout. He just he trying to do his well, own. Well, he's not looking at pass to him now because the thing is, Luca's all oh not Luca. Chris Stout is always chill at the three point line. Yeah, so it's up to Chris Stout to you know. The, listen, I want to I want the ball in the post. So it's yeah. up to Chris Stout to want to do more than a spot up shooter. Because look, man, I'm gonna tell you this right now. Anthony Davis, Carl Anthony Towns, Joel Embiid, help, Bam Adebayo. When those dudes want the ball, they put their, they get in the post and they clap. And they, Carl, even Carmelo Anthony old self, when he was with, back when he was with uh, with Trouble, he would do it and he making up a storm, getting the attention. So Dame Miller had to look at him. That's what Chris Stapps needs to do. He needs to get there and make a scene so he can get that ball. But those guys, you can you can say that they're the best players on their team outside of maybe Bam. So Chris Stout looking at it like Luca is the dominant. He's the best player, and I don't think I don't think Chris Stout want to be in the post because he afraid to get hurt. And that's just my opinion. Why I feel like he don't want to be uh, he don't want to you know battle in the paint. So he just he just feel like just on the outside of the three point line just chuck up shots. So which I get it. But at the same time, if you want touches and you're a big man, you got to get in the paint, yeah. period. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of how it goes. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. I can't – that's going to be – I, I believe this is the year that Kristaps says, F this, I'm, I'm getting my butt in the paint. And I think we're going to see a little more hybrid. Not as much as he was before, like in his Nick days, but I think enough where people are going to – you know what I mean? Like, we're going to see a hybrid. You know, because injuries is a concern – which, and that's a solid point you brought up with the whole injuries thing. So he's going to be banging on, like, you know, in the block, but he's also going to go out and get threes, yeah. you know? So I can, I can see it's on both. Like, maybe Luca, maybe Luca just don't see Kristaps as somebody who can be in the paint. He got other shoes around him just not maybe. to go, give the Kristaps. And Kristaps got to be the one to be like, hey, Luca, I want the ball here, here, and the post, just, you know, give it to me if I'm open. Then maybe yep. Luca will probably give it to him other than. I think he will. I, I personally, I believe he will, cause I, I just don't see Luca as a dude just be like, meh, cause you know what I mean. Like he, he, he be getting his assists, you know what I mean. And they're not just little ticky tacky assists where it's a fast break and then all of a sudden Russell Westbrook he just turns around and just gives the ball so that way he can get an easy assist, you know what I mean. Like and they, they be set plays that Luca runs and in his mind he's like, I'm not shooting this, I'm, I'm, I'm dishing yeah. it. And they're following J Kid to try to get those two together to. Yeah, so so we agree, yes, right? Yeah, because I'm, yeah. I'm with you. I think the hardest is going to be the Hawks, obviously, uh, but I think I think it's going to be a close game, and I think yeah. the Mavs are going to edge it out, and then the Raptors, okay, Rockets, okay, blow out, yeah. Rockets so you know out. what I mean, like so, yeah. Those those are double digit wins. If not, then you know. Now, I, I I go by saying Raptors and Rockets. Luca might have a triple double. He better. He better. If not, if not, him and I, we want to have a conversation. Speaking of Paul George earlier, bro, these Clippers, they at Warriors, then they have home against the Grizzlies and home against the Trailblazers. I say no. 
Yeah, I, I, I could, I'll probably go out on a limb and say uh, one, two, or oh, three start. I'm, I'm looking at war on one and two. I think they beat the Grizzlies. I think, I think the Trailblazers will give them the hardest, the hardest. Yeah. Well, the Warriors because Steph. The the Warriors could be so good if 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 James Wiseman. James Wiseman is the key of the Warriors' future. If they win, if they contend this year, because I feel like he's real, he's real good, and it's up to James Wiseman health and to you know to uh to score more points, you know, in, in the paint. Yeah, our- yeah, it, it he definitely is going to be a very key. He's a very critical role in all of this. My concern is, are they actually going to give him a chance or yeah. are they just willing to get rid of him? That's kind of my concern. Like, they're going to have to sit down and say, do we want him or not? Yeah. That's a conversation they're going to have to come up with themselves to figure it out because it's getting ridiculous, man. Like, every other week they, they're, they're thinking about trading the kid. And it's like, like, look, you Definitely. guys need a big man. You have one in James Wiseman. Is he the best? No. But he fits perfectly what you guys want to do. He fits perfectly. So why try to get rid of him? Yeah. I mean, I feel like the Warriors just trying to find – they're just trying to find any player to integrate to their big three, which I feel like James Wiseman is still in his rookie deal. He's in the second year. He's a big man that you really need. He can play defense and score. That's what, what what else do you can you ask for in the big man? Somebody who can play next to Draymond Green. Yeah, so it I just I don't yeah, I I, I don't get what they got going on over right. there. But play. Um, yeah, for me, I, I think it's one or two. I think they lose against the Warriors. I think they beat the Grizzlies. I think they might they might lose to, uh, to Portland. I, I think the Grizzlies gonna give them a run for their money. I like that Grizzly team. No, I don't at all. You don't like the Grizzlies? I, I, I don't like these Grizzlies at all, bro. They don't scare me at all. Like Grizzlies uh, supposed to go hard, bro. The, He's just pubs, my guy. He's just not, not raw, but they got a nice, a nice team that can give the Clippers a run for their money without Kawhi Leonard, just Paul George. Only that, only nice thing about this Grizzlies team is when they're off my TV screen. Only nice <laughs> thing about them. I don't want to hear nothing, bro. John Morant <laughs> ever. I don't care what anybody says. No, no, people. He's nah, still bro. young, and that's fine. That's fine. Don't tell me that this kid all of a sudden is gonna bring this this grizzly team to the promised land. That's all I'm saying. Oh, not by itself, not by itself. And, but that's what people are telling me. Yeah, oh no. Nah. God, bro. Yo, you know John Moran? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, come on, bro. Knock it off. Um, I, me and John Moran have a very complicated relationship. I hate yeah. him. He does not know I exist, and it bothers me. So one day he'll acknowledge me. One day, but until that day, John Morant, I hate you. <laughs> then, obviously, we're going to have to talk about one of the favorites to win the title. <sighs> These L.A. Lakers. I just want to preface everything I'm saying. I am a LeBron James stan. I am a fanboy. If you look up his number one fan, you will see me. I believe he's the greatest basketball player to ever grace God's green earth. However... You know it's crazy before you even start. I'm the opposite. I know you are. Oh, I know. As soon as I saw the hat, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. But th- again, I promise we'll have this conversation another day. I promise. Warriors, Suns, Grizzlies. All three game homestand. That's how they're opening. I think they go 0 3. 
Throwing three. And I've said this before, and the, the, the problem is, as a casual fan, right, if you're a casual fan, you don't really know basketball like that, right? You, you know, you, you tune in and out and you hear. When you listen to the names, you're like, oh, my God, this, this roster stacked, you know? Like, you know, they, they just got Avery Bradley, who's, you know, solid 3 and D guy. LeBron James, Anthony Davis, those two alone, oh, my God. And Russell Westbrook and Carmelo Anthony. See, when you hear that, you're like, oh, my God, that, forget the big three. That's a fantastic four. Until you realize we're not in 2012, we're not in 2015. Like, the problem people have, and again, this is a LeBron James stand. And I, I applaud you because you the first Lakers, well, LeBron stand I ever heard say that, like, this is not 2012. So I got it's, it's, it's not. And look, I believe, Le, do I think LeBron James will do his LeBron James things? Of course. I, you know, I think he'll be fine. I think Andy Davis will do his thing. But then when you start looking at Russell Westbrook, he doesn't fit. He just he, he doesn't fit. And it's going to be – I don't think they'll win the chip. Will they make the playoffs? Probably, more than likely. I, I, I fear they might get bounced in the first round. Because Russell Westbrook – and this is – and here's the thing. I've been on multiple shows in my life, right? I've been on multiple. And they all say the same thing. Oh, this Lakers team, oh, they're too stacked. Why are they stacked? Oh, Russell Westbrook, he averaged a triple-double. I asked them this question to this day, to quote the great Deontay Wilder, to this day, <laughs> I have yet to get an answer. Ever since Kevin Durant left Russell Westbrook, the most team success he's had was when he went to the Rockets. He couldn't get his triple-doubles, and after one season, demanded wow. to be out. And what was his reasoning? Because I want the ball in my hands more. So all of a sudden, you expect him, because then he ended up going to Washington, and he loved it there. He loved it because he was getting his triple doubles like crazy. He loved it. He was living his best life. My thing is, do y'all all of a sudden expect him? And again, I, and here's another thing. By the way, again, this is a guy saying, who I don't think the Lakers will win the championship. If you use the preseason to tell me it won't work, you're an idiot. I just want to throw that out there. Do not tell me this. Oh, bro, have you seen him in the preseason? I don't want to hear none of that. I don't want to hear none of that because when I don't want to hear none of it at all because last year, guess who was winless in the, in the, in the preseason. Oh, the same team ended up winning the NBA finals. So I don't want to hear nothing about the preseason. I just want to throw that out there. But if you look at this team, this team just simply don't fit. They traded Kyle Kuzma, which I love by the way, not a Kyle Kuzma fan. I don't, I don't know who, to quote the great Conor McGregor, who the fuck is that guy? Like, I'm glad he was out of here. But they traded him to get an older Kyle Kuzma. And what do I mean by an older Kyle Kuzma? Carmelo? No, no, Russ. Russ, Russ is the new, new Kyle Kuzma. And it's because Kyle Kuzma never fit. He never fit in every way, shape, and form. He didn't fit. He didn't fit on the court. He didn't fit when he was out BSing and relaxing. You know, AD had at the time it was just his fiance. Now, now they're married, and him and Ron was just kind of chilling, doing family stuff. And Kyle Kuzma, he never fit. Now on the court, you're getting an older Kyle Kuzma, who Russ just won't fit. He it's just it's not gonna fit. Now will this team make the playoffs? Yeah, but if you really think this team's winning the finals, you're an idiot. 
I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't. I never. I don't have them winning the uh, the finals this year. I don't. I don't like. I agree with you. Westbrook is not a, a great fit. Like, like LeBron James. Look to me, LeBron James one of the best players. Just it's things that I don't like about him. But I just, I wish he he will he will he will. What's the word I'm looking for? Sometimes I feel like he just he just trade for the wrong pieces. Like if he if he sit down and build his team the way it should be, I, he could be a favorite every year. I'm but I feel like the the one move they should have trade for was Buddy Hill. Like I understand, I understand. I understand that you need a second ball handler to give LeBron some rest, but you you got Westbrook and, and LeBron. Neither oh. one is a it's a good shooter, so it's Talk not it's automatically not gonna not gonna uh, mesh, right? Talk so, to him. But what I say, Westbrook is he's the scapegoat. Yo, 100%, if, things, 100%. if things if things don't go right this season. Is is gonna be blamed for Russell Westbrook, and yes, because so. that's what that's what I mean by he's filling that Kyle Kuzma role. Like, yeah. you know what I mean. And the thing is, is more than likely if they do if they do mess up, you want to know what it is? It probably will be because of Russ, because yeah. Russ is gonna have the ball in his hands, and you're gonna see LeBron begging for the rock, and he's not gonna be doing nothing. Yeah. So it's just like uh, Will Brooks, what they do, baby? What's up, Will? But so. it's just to me this. It, I, I, it just doesn't make sense. Oh, okay, hold on. Lakers in five, Legault. Look, I agree with the second part. You said Legault, I'm there with you. I'm 100% there with you. Legault, you feel me? Like, I'm about to pull a shade of sharp and I'm about to buy a goat mask. So every single time I brought this something great, every Monday I'm going to have it on, right? But in five, I just, I just don't see it. I would agree with you if they had gotten Buddy Heald yeah. and DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. If they had gotten those two guys who would have fit better, I'm with you. But the fact that you're not relying on a what? How old is, how old is Melo? And again, people go, oh, well, LeBron is old. They, they, they try to say LeBron is old. I'm like, this is where people are messing up. LeBron is the anomaly. People don't usually – like, like yeah. this, this part of them, they don't say like that. Most people's career is like – it, It's kind of right. like Kareem where you're kind of just like – Mad old, just walking up. You got magic waiting on the. And if you don't want to go that bad, like dirt, like D Wade, that's how your career goes. You just kind of, you, you're just wake up. You know, you're not that guy. Yeah, the next you play two games, the third game, like man, I ain't got it no more. Yeah, you know, bro, D Wade had to come off the bench. Yeah. Imagine, yo, in 2012, I said, yeah, yo, Flash finna be coming off the bench in a few years. You be, like, boy, you nah. crazy. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're talking about. And, and what happened? So, look, do I want LeBron? Listen, this is a win-win for me. And let me explain why. If LeBron wins another ring, it's just it, it's just solidifying his his, 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 his argument as greatest of all time. I mean, and then if, if they lose, I'm right. Yeah. So regardless, I'm in a very comfortable position. I'm good either way. Either the greatest basketball player of all time gets another ring, or they lose and I'm right. Either way. I'm yeah, I, I mean, I think LeBron get one more before he retired, but I don't, I don't see it happening this year. Just because if somehow Westbrook changes game, then maybe. But if, if Westbrook the same Westbrook, I, I can't see them winning the championship. I just don't see him changing. Yeah, that's the sad part about it. Because like I think, and this is what I ask all like the people who think Russell fit well, and I've asked this, and like I said to this day, still haven't got an answer. Yeah, and and Houston was the most team success he's ever had. Ever since KD left them, 
he took his ball and went home. And the reason was because he couldn't get enough touches. When you're doing that and you're averaging, at, at that, at, if I'm not mistaken, he was like 25, 7 to 7, something like that. So, and you need the ball more? Yeah. I want to, I want to, I want to know who you got in the, who you got winning the West end since you said you don't have the Lakers. I, I think the Suns. Okay. We, okay. We agree with that. Okay. Yes. I got the, the same page. I, I, I have the Suns. Um, uh, another dark horse I have is maybe the Nuggets. I, I, I want to see how Jamal Murray's, you know what I mean? Because yeah. Jamal Murray coming back, there's not going to be pressure because they get Michael Porter Jr. that contract and he's probably going to be like, yo, bro, you got to step up while we yeah. do time to, to get in. So they might be a dark horse, but in terms of favorites, I'm going with the Suns. Yeah. And again, I love LeBron, but this, this team just don't mesh well. My dark horse was the Jazz. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna say this right now. I'm glad you said that because one of my, I have a friend. His name is Jace. He uh, he's a he's a Utah fan. Shout out to my, my guy Jace. Last year, the number one seed, Utah Jazz, was probably one of the most overrated number one seeds in the history of the NBA. <laughs> number one. No, I, I put them at two. Number three was um the Atlanta Hawks. When Braun was in Miami, when they had Jeff T and they had Kyle Corbin, the, the big four. Yeah, the, the big four. And everyone was like, "Hey, look, man, yeah. listen, the motherfuckers ain't winning." Everyone in the office, like, the motherfuckers ain't winning. That was three. Two, my Boston Celtics. When we had Isaiah Thomas, when we almost lost to the eight-seeded Bulls, and the only reason <laughs> we didn't lose was because Rondo got injured. Yeah, I'm that's it. Too. If Rondo was playing, bro. That that is that is an embarrassment among embarrassments. By the way, it does not deserve to be in the league, and his MVP year was an anomaly. We will talk about that another day. I promise you. But every time I say that, I get people trying to cancel me. I don't. I mean, I, mean I, I I think he he should be on somebody roster because you know you can use that scoring option. But he's I not do. That he's I not do. That That's the sad I mean, part about it. He's not that guy to give you like thirty, but maybe ten to maybe ten to fifteen points off the bench. He can give you. Yeah, yeah, he'll give me ten or fifteen off twenty. Yeah, Boston, Boston can use that right now. No, we don't. No, we cannot. We could. We got Brad Stevens. If you get him, I am posting free agency, and I'm gonna be a Nets fan. Keep messing with me. Keep messing with me. I will be a Nets fan. I will be a bandwagon fan so quick, bro. Your head'll spin, bro. We're not getting him. We're not getting him. And then the most overrated, um, one seed. Um, is gonna be obviously my subject, but two is that jazz team. I'm I'm telling you right now, I was never scared of them. I was never scared of them. Like, I mean, I, I said jazz because like the injuries, you know, certain teams I thought they can beat. Oh, so you, you think know. the injuries will open it up for them? Yeah. I mean, well, okay, from from, if, from if, last season, and then I think another year with Donovan Mitchell improving, and then I think Mike Conley was a good pickup. Uh, Rudy Gobert is good. Pickup. Rudy Gobert is good for defensive, but he he needs to score more if if I want to get him that uh you that know, threat. You know who you know who they should have really gotten bad. And I've been saying this for a while. They should have went and gotten Chris Paul. Yeah, Chris because Paul. If they had gotten Chris, yeah. Bro, not only with that, but then Chris Paul could have unlocked something in yeah. Rudy Gobert. Yeah. So you know he could have helped him score more. You know what I mean? But look, man, I, I will say this before we move on. And I don't think this is an argument. Chris Paul is a top five point guard all time. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Because I know there's some people who goes, oh, no, he's not. And it's like, okay, cool. I'm not talking about you. I ain't talking <laughs> about you. Sunday, fun day. Bro, we had a game in London. Yeah, I'm Right? Imagine, imagine flying to London. 
Imagine. We had a beautiful – listen, bro. Sundays, I say this all the time, was made for football. I don't care what anybody says. It was made for football. Yeah. You feel me? I wake up, I just I, and I just feel happy because I know what it is. I know what's gonna happen. And before before we move on, we got another comment. CP3 over Conley equals championship. You can make that argument. You can make the argument, and I'm not even mad about that argument at all. Because I genuinely believe if you put CP3 there, his leadership could potentially have made Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, turn Don- into the Devin Booker we saw this year. Mitchell is a bad man. He is a bad man. He a bad boy. He is. So you saying CP3 over Conley championship? You're not bugging for that. You're not. Yeah. Not. I'll be honest with you. I disagree a little bit, but not to the point where like something. If a casual reads this, they go you crazy. Me reading this, you're really not crazy. Because in like if if they were if they had gotten him last year. This because you know now Donovan Mitchell started playmaking, he could go be what he is a bucket, he can just do his thing, and then Chris Paul can help unlock everybody else. But Sunday, fun day, were there any surprises or anything you legitimately learned from this wild week six? Yeah, before that, I want to give a um, I feel sorry for the for London fans, they had to watch two horrible games. So I don't want to say I feel sorry for the fans of London. Bro, back NFL, yo, bro, yo, the NFL was like, hey, we gonna get, we we on some Drake shit, bro. We going back yeah. to back with the horrible games, bro. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah, but as far as um, lesson learned and surprises, I, I'm surprised that you know I feel like the Cowboys are actually good. I'm glad you said that. I'm so glad you said that. They played the best game they possibly could. This is the best game they've ever had. And it took them overtime yeah. to beat a rebuilding team. I'm going to say that one more time. It took them overtime to beat a rebuilding team. Are we sure this Dallas team is really that nice? I mean, they playing good. But I I usually say they play good and they just flank out towards the end of the season. So I was going to get this team at least three more weeks. But I was trying to think of something I wanted to say. So I might as well just talk about the Cowboys. I feel like. As of right now, they're, they're playing some good football. But I do understand the whole the Patriots game. Because Matt Jones damn near won that game. He did. He did. Nelson Aguilar dropped a very – which I wasn't even mad. I wasn't mad because this is Nelson Aguilar's kind of MO. There's always going to be at least two balls that he dropped. You know what I mean? And so when we signed him, I went in there thinking to myself, look, it is every game he's going to drop two passes. Yeah, I just that. hope and pray they're in the beginning of the game. Yeah. Unfortunately, he dropped a very crucial one towards the end of the game, which and then there was the face mask call, which a lot of I, I'm a New England fan, so a lot of people were, were like had sour grapes about it. And I was like, look, I am upset about it, but at the same time, you can't you can't we can't dwell over a missed call. Yeah. We can't. Because yeah. you know what I mean? They're not gonna give it to us. So we can't just be like, oh well, if it got the because you can't play the if game with that. You can't be like, oh well, if we got that call, we would have. We, you can't really do that because who knows? Maybe he got the face mask and we got it. And then maybe the next the next play, we, Matt throws the interception. Or we hand the ball to, um, to a running back and he fumbled. So it's like we can't really play that game with the whole, oh, well, you know, if, you know, if we got that call, it would have been. Yeah. Look, if we – I just don't understand what's going on with the Patriots right now. 
So, so do you think the Patriots are a receiver away from being good, or do you think they need more? I, I genuinely believe we're a, a receiver away, but not an ordinary receiver, like a Stephon Diggs, a D-Hop, like a top, top receiver. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it can't just be like a Cooper Cup, you know, or a Hunter Renfro. Like, we need a legit number one. And then, but at the same time, it's like, I really don't know because at the same time, even if we had that, Matt Jones needs time. I'm I like Matt Jones. I'm 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 rocking with him. I think he's I think he looked looking the best out of all the five quarterbacks right now. No, no, you know, you see, that's what a smart person would say. A casual person would say, no, he's not, right? It's like, you know, there there there's some there's some people out there who says, Oh no, he's not better than Trevor Lawrence because Trevor Lawrence has longer hair. He's not better than Justin Fields because Justin Fields has a beautiful tan. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm um, Will Brooks. Passing or Lee receiving another good pass catch. Uh, uh, pass back. The back, you can make that argument. But uh, elite receiver, yes. And when we say elite, I'm, I'm talking about the cream of the crop. Like, ain't, about, no, ain't no chica. I, we need, like, a top, top dude. What about Odell? Odell? Maybe, maybe, but I'm I'm a catch some. I'm a catch some. I'm a catch some shit from you. I'm trying to think of some receivers that that could be traded by the trade deadline. I think he one of those, or you could probably say a Rob. I don't, but mm, maybe a Rob. Maybe, maybe. Oh, and uh, right on cue, need an a Rob. You you could say that a Rob. It would make us better. It's just what do we have to give up for him? That's my concern, you know. Because again, the 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 guys we need, we're gonna have to give up a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do like the two tight ends um, system we have. I don't mind that. It really, especially with a young with a young QB, you you are gonna need an elite guy, or which is what I hope we do. Take a couple years. It is what it is. Whatever. We gonna lose. And let's just develop Mac Jones. So that way, when we do get an elite receiver, we can just hit the ground running. That way, when they're like, okay, we like what we see in Mac Jones, we got enough progression, we got elite receiver, boom, let's go back to re- reclaiming the division. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at. But to, to your Odell point, um, I just want to say, I'm, I'm going to say this. Odell Beckham is a Juju Smith-Schuster who had one good catch. That's how he's starting to look to me now. That's how he's really looking at me now. And I don't want to say that because maybe it's just the whole Brown situation isn't working. Maybe. But, God, it's like, bro, you're the best receiver, but they're relying on Jarvis Landry to be the number one? What does that tell you? That that got to tell you something's up. You feel me? Again, I don't want to say it. I hate myself for saying it, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, it's like, is it possible that he's really not that guy? Is that possible? Like, for instance, like that's a realization we might have to come to. We might have to, and I'm scared to say that and actually believe it. I'm only saying it as like a maybe. It's a possibility. I'm gonna wait a little bit longer before I'm anything definitive. I do want to see him out of out of Cleveland because. If you're going to – look, if Jarvis Landry is clearly the number one, 
Odell's gonna have to be like, look, man, if I'm too much here and I'm doing, I'm clogging up the system, or you feel obligated to throw to me, whatever the case may be. Yo, he said, OBJ a cost streamer, he ain't a receiver. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I mean, you're, you're not, look, man, I don't want, I'm not going to go that far. I swear I'm not going that far, but I am worried about Odell. Like, is it possible he's a solid receiver who was being overhyped by one play? That's kind of the fear I'm starting to develop with OBJ right now, Mike. I mean, I think I think OBJ is a good receiver. I think he's not at that tier one level, but I feel like he's a nice, solid receiver who can, you know, who can, who a young quarterback can use. But I feel like in, with the Browns, Baker forcing it. I feel like Baker forcing, trying to force it to Odell Beckham to make him happy. I, 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 I'll be honest. I have seen a few plays where like you, you, you see it that he's kind of just eyeing him the whole time and. It's it's gonna be interesting. I I hope I get to see him out of there yeah. to see if Odell's really is that guy because I I hope he is. I I think he can be. And I think wherever he goes next will determine what we what what we really think of Odell Beckham. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Like if if he stays in Cleveland, I think people are gonna go okay, whatever. He's a number two. He's always been. We just you know what I mean. If he goes somewhere else and pops off, now we can look at it and go okay, cool. You know. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are saying that. another thing. A lot of people who were saying was watch was Carson Wentz. All the Carson Wentz, and I said this in the beginning. Carson Wentz, people don't he don't he don't deserve the respect people giving him. He don't deserve it. This year, Carson Wentz on passes ten or more yards thrown this season, and I don't mean kind of like you know little, boop, and then they can't and take up. No, I'm talking about legit when the the ball travels at least ten or more yards. He has a 147 passer rating, which is first. Seven touchdown passes and zero turnover-worthy plays. I mean, this I mean, year, this year, this year, because on, I need this Carson Wentz slander to stop. Like, I've been telling people, yeah, his last year wasn't good, but that's not who he is. Nobody want to listen. Nine and one. He's got nine TDs, one interception, over 1,500 yards, and he's got the second-best completion percentage in his career. So can we stop saying that it's his fault? I mean, I never I never uh, was down on constant rants. It was just the injuries. He, he could never stay healthy. That's the, that's the only thing that was wrong with Carson Wentz. Like his MVP season, he was fantastic. And uh, I feel like they probably would. They probably could. Sort of, they probably still could have won the Super Bowl if he never got hurt. But we'll, we'll never know that. But yeah, my whole problem with him was just staying healthy. That's it. Yeah, I just the talent yeah, is there. He just got to stay healthy. Yeah, people are just disrespecting him too and much. And he's I in just, the perfect situation with the Colts. Good defense, good offense, running backs, receivers. I, it's just – it always comes down to those plays that they end up just choking. I don't know, you know. Like like the, like their last loss, Carson Wentz had one of the best games of his career and they lost. Let that sink in. And then they find a way to blame him. By the way, number two, can we leave Tua alone, please? Please? Leave, leave who? Tua Vailoa. Can we please leave him alone? Can we let the kid live? Can we let him breathe, please? Because every single time the Dolphins lose – 
It's his fault. But you know, but, you know what what these analysts that I don't I don't listen to like that they always want to compare quarterbacks like I just don't get I, that. Like uh, with, uh, they talking about Justin um, Herbert. not Justin uh, Jalen Jalen uh Hurts from Philly. Oh yes, yes, and yes. How he's the problem, but yet you don't hear anything about Trevor Lawrence or Mac Jones. And I and I feel like and I feel like um Hurts is a solid quarterback. I I, I just I don't. Like Hurts. Feel, I don't feel like Philly is playing to his strength. Coach that went for Stanford Stafford to need that Smokey from Bama. I will say this about Matthew Stafford. I genuinely didn't think it mattered, and I was wrong. I thought he was washed. Um, I will. I apologize to that. And by the way, there's another apology coming in in, in a few minutes here. But, a, I seen Stafford uh, kill my beer, so I knew he was the real deal. Yeah, and yep, and what about you said? Philly traded his tight end. They said f him. Yeah, they traded Zach Ertz to um, Arizona. Yeah, Arizona. Which caused a lot of uproar in the football fantasy community because he played in he played in the Philly game, got traded, and all the points that he gave to the owners who had him got taken away because he got traded. <laughs> so that was a whole uproar for a whole bunch of fantasy football fans because they're like, hey yo, where are my points at? So that was that was crazy. Well with, with quarterbacks, I, I feel like you should at least give a quarterback at least three years to Can you say, whoa, 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 say that one more time? At least about three years. Hey, you, yo, what college you go to, man? You sound too smart for this show, bro. <laughs> yo, I've been screaming no. at for, I, I always said, bro, give the kid his, his rookie contract. Because, um, Can we give him his rookie contract? Yeah. Because and I feel the, like with teams, you got to – I feel like uh, you get a quarterback. You got to – you got to – Play to his strength, so you know what you really got. Talk so I, let's let's say three years from now, you know what you got in Jalen Hurts. Talk to him. Like I, right, we we got we give him this and this. Now we up and running. And if you if you you got a good team around him, so if he's not the guy, you you can still get you another guy and still have a good team. You just trading all your good players away, and now you stuck with all young players trying to see what your quarterback can give you. Look, I be on Twitter a lot, right? And it's the funniest thing in the world, right? Because, see, a lot of people have been blaming Tua for the loss, right? The kid had a 70% completion percentage, threw for over 300 yards, had two TDs, and he threw a pick, which I wasn't a fan of. But to blame the kid on the loss is wild to me. It's like the same thing with Jalen Hurts. But yeah. Jalen Hurts has kept these Eagles. These Eagles should have been blown out every single loss. He's helping keep these, these, these this this team in there. At some point, can we just take a step back and go? You know what? He's not ready. You know, he's he's not that guy just yet. But he's on the path. Yeah. See, he's not that guy yet. Let me give him some talent around him, and let me see what I got. Yeah. And, then, and then if he don't deliver, you know, you tried your best to give him everything he could possibly need. So you want, so you can how you make your decision to move off him. But you can't just do that without giving him some help or some talent. It's just it's 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 insane to me because I've I've always wanted somebody logical in my life, and here you are. <laughs> because I've been screaming this for for like ever, and people look at me like I'm crazy. By the way, before I forget, have you heard about DJ uh, DK Metcalf and that Shannon Sharpie? Uh oh. Oh, 
boy, let me indulge you. So, DK, they just played uh, – they were the Sunday night game, uh, Seattle versus uh, Steelers, right? Yeah. So, there was basically towards the end of the game, it was a close game, and Geno Smith threw the ball at DK, and instead of running out of bounds, he tried to do hero ball and tried to do too much. He ended up fumbling the ball. Shannon Sharp was like – he went on Twitter, was like, oh, basically what he does every game. This is what he does every game, right? Oh, but why, why'd you do that, man? You didn't have to do that. Just putting his two cents in. Why DK Metcalf, fun dip hair head ass, trying to come at him talking about, ooh, what's your mouth, little man? I'm like, first of all, the Daniel Carshady Sharp Little, you clearly need glasses. That's number one. Number two, this man has a this man has a resume. A resume that DK. You wish you had. Literally, a resume you wish you had. And he was talking about, oh, yeah. And then Shannon Sharp basically said, look, bro, you try to do hero ball. What you want me to say? You I mean, try you to can't, do too much. But, can't my butt itself. You should have just ran out of mouth. And again, so. it's, not, it's not like Shannon Sharp was like, you're a scrub. Yeah. He didn't say that. He didn't say, yo, get this bum off the field. No, he was just like, try to do too much. He got which mad. He, which he did. He did, and then and then and then he tried to come at Shannon Sharp. And Shannon Sharp doing what he did, yo, he stuck his chest out. Now, now, if I used to watch Undisputed a lot, then when I started doing podcasts, I kind of stopped watching it because I I don't want my mind kind of tainted, right? But when I used to watch, he had them tight suits. I'm talking about like, yo, he he cough and that thing go like his wait, and I'm like, he stuck his chest out and ripped the suit. I guarantee he was in his living room. He went out, he picked up a clean suit, sat down, and was like, let me stick my chest out and broke it, right? This man started spitting out. His resume. I'm like, my bad. I was like, hey, you got it, Chief. Yes, see. And I, I know too much about Shannon Sharp before the uh, undisputed show. I went, I, I watched his highlights. I'm, hey, he, he, he talked. He valid. I'm gonna put it to you this way. I'm gonna put it this way. When a man can call out a date and tell you his exact stats, don't mess with him. That's it. Don't mess with the dude. If the dude is telling you, oh, uh, yeah, bro, by the way, in 01, I did this out the and you look up and those are his exact stats, don't play with the man. Leave the man, leave the man alone. Yeah. Leave the man alone. But yeah, I just wanted to touch upon that because that, that was hilarious. And it's funny because Shannon Sharp really wasn't even trying to be rude. He was just like, yeah. bro, I'm trying to do too much. DK Pry got all hurt. He got his feelings. He's like, hmm. got all mad and whatnot. I'm like, yo, DK. Keep playing games. That's what's wrong with these players now. They don't like to, to hear criticism. Bro, 100%, bro. It's like, bro, you messed up. Yeah. You feel me? And you know you messed up because guess what? You fumbled the ball. If you're an <laughs> offense, fumbling the ball is bad. So don't don't be mad because because Brody out here checking you. I just want to touch up on that because that was hilarious. That 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 had me weak, bro. I was watching <laughs> I, was, I was reading it, and I was like, yo, DK, bro, I, I found something bigger than you. This L, you bought a hole, bro. So you, you better fall in line. But in terms of this Sunday, one thing I learned that I'm kind of really – is Urban Meyer back in control of this team? Because with the whole hoopla with him basically grabbing, you know, he was out here grabbing and, you know, he was trying to do some things. He was in the side, he was in the huddle, and they were kind of talking, and everyone was listening to him. And, and it was funny because I was thinking, I was like, did, did he fly home? Did he did he go with the team? Or did, are they still kind of mad at him? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
I mean, I I don't I don't follow too much the Jags, but um, I could say. Let me tell you what happened. Then let me tell you. My man was living his best life. But I, I did see the video of him with the uh in the club. Oh, bro, yes, that video. Woo! He was living yeah. his best life, bro. Like no no BS. But I thought I thought I was looking at it like a music video. My guy was out there reaching for stuff. I was like, bless this man's heart. But I, I I don't can't I can't really say if he you know the team listened to him because this is a really bad team, so it's like we wouldn't know until like next year till they get some you know some more players through the draft free agency and put together a real good team around Trevor Lawrence and and if Trevor Lawrence happy then I can't really okay. know yeah I feel you but we gonna keep NFL rolling Monday night. The Titans are hosting the Bills tonight. Well, before you start, I did have something that I did learn. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm off. Go ahead, my I, I did learn that if your team started three and no, you shouldn't be too, you shouldn't get <laughs> you shouldn't get too happy. I feel like when we six roll around, that's when we really know the contenders and the pretenders. So I want to shout out to uh the Panthers fans who went three and no, been on three cents. The Broncos have been three and zero at on three cents, <laughs> and the Pittsburgh they they looking all right. They they've been two and one since they started one and three. So I want to get that out the way. Oh man, okay, that was hilarious. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you that right now. That was funny. Um, I feel bad for Panthers because I'm a Sam Darnold guy. I thought the reason that he kind of was you know bad was because he was on a bad team. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna have to take that back in a minute because you know he's kind of been inconsistent, not how I'm liking it. So I feel like maybe he's a pretty average quarterback that needs everything built around him, probably, which is not bad. I thought he was a star. Um, yeah, that was that was a horrible take in retrospect, but wow, but I, I, I'm sticking by it. That's still my guy, Sam Darnold. If he if he gets these Panthers to the playoffs. I'm going to tattoo his head on my forehead <laughs> because he deserves that. Yeah. But now let's talk about the Monday night game. Titans, Bills. Who getting the dub? Oh, uh, I'm going with the Bills. For consistency's sake, I'm going to go with Bills because uh, I do pickums, you know, every uh, yeah, every week. So, yeah, so I, for consistency's sake, I'll go Bills. I hope Josh Allen throws nothing but turnovers. Oh no, that's my quarterback fantasy. And the thing is, I'm I'm in a dilemma because in, in one of my in my other in um, a league where I'm playing with some of my boys, I'm playing um, I'm playing up against my boy Eddie, and he has Josh Allen, and it's crazy because I was about to, he's got Josh Allen. And I'm like, Ugh, I don't, uh, I don't want him to get turned. I'm, 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 I'm scared. But in all, in all likelihood, I think it's gonna be a close game. I think Derrick Henry's gonna keep it close because yeah. dude's a freak. Dude is a freak. But the Bills only they only allow seventy eight point four rushing yards. Which again, if I'm not mistaken, they're, they're I know the number one overall in defense, and I, they're they're number one in rushing and passing as well. So they their defense is you know, but again, Derrick Henry. You feel know I me? Mean? That's Derrick Henry. You feel know I me? Mean? Last yeah. time he played Buffalo, he made Josh Norman kind of you know 
Like, yo, like, imagine, bro, that's a grown man picking another grown man up. That's how that's how I pick my son up when I'm playing with him, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro like, yo, he tried to stiff on him, but somehow looked like if, if you catch the angle right, it looked like he was just holding him. It was it was crazy. I'm gonna go with the Bills. I think Derrick Henry will kind of will do his thing. I just think right now the Titans should probably could regret trading for Julio because mm-hmm. what happened was they got Julio. And mind you, I'm a guy who when I got it, I loved it. I loved it because I was like, you know, you got two like guys here in the intro, which has completely and utterly aged horribly. Them, you know, you got double one to keep the other one open. It's what's tough about it is when I, when they first got it, I was under the impression they were still gonna run the ball through Derrick Henry, and then utilize the play action. Mm-hmm. They haven't really been doing that like that. No, you know, now they've kind of reverted to it. But in the beginning, Brian Tannehill was flinging it. Yeah, and he was, and I'm like, look, I understand you got those two guys. That's fine, you know. But who's the best player on your team? Derrick Henry. Without a shadow of a doubt, like it's Derrick yeah. Henry. And that's but, not even me. And that's why they kind of been off to this slow start because they got away from what got them, you know, their identity, run the football. Mm-hmm. It's like the same dance with dance with what took you to um yeah, dance with what took you to the prom. Some some shit. I don't yeah. I don't know. I'm, something like that. But you you get the point, you know what I mean? Don't don't abandon what you got, you know, like what took you there. Rely on it, especially when you have a guy like Derrick Henry, who, at worst, is the second best back in the league. At worst, some people have him at one. Yeah. Because me personally, I have him at two. I like Christian McCaffrey a little better. Yeah. Maybe it's because I dropped him in fantasy. He decided to get injured, so I almost broke my phone. Shout out to Christian McCaffrey for getting injured again. Thank you for ruining my my football fantasy season. But. If you want to say he's one, that's fine. I'm not gonna argue with you. No, I agree with you. I like I like um, Chris McCaffrey too. Yeah, well, honestly, I'm gonna have to start switching that up because Chris McCaffrey's starting to get a little too injured, so I'm mm-hmm. I'm probably gonna have to slip slip him up there. But when your best guy, you're not using him, you're gonna take outs. That's just usually how it goes. So maybe if they go back to how they were, maybe they'll be all right. But like I said, I, I got faith in this Bills team. I think the yeah. Bills will get it done. Um, I think it'll probably be like 28 to like 21, something like that. You know, I yeah. I think I think it'll be a very respectable game. I do not expect a blowout. No, no, no. I, I don't expect a blowout. Um, if, if, if it's a blowout, then whoo, if, if the Bills blow them out, yeah. <laughs> Josh Allen is definitely the MVP favorite. Yeah, yeah. Because right now I have Kyler, but right behind Kyler, I got Josh Allen. Like for me, yeah, for me, it's Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, then then Justin Herbert. Yeah. Those are my three now. Justin Herbert kind of took a little tumble. We'll see if he can regain himself. Um, By the way, if you guys think that now um, uh, that Lamar Jackson is all of a sudden the front running for MVP, I see probably four. I just want to throw that out there. He's a running back. Um, and I, I will, I've been screaming that since day one. And matter of fact, so that way there's no there's no debate. Lamar Jackson in their <laughs> running back. I just want to throw that out there because I'm just sick of the noise. I'm just I'm like I'm 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 sick of it because he has one good throwing game, and then he goes goes back to not be able to do routine throws. And at this point, if you can't do routine throws, you should not be calling yourself a quarterback. We killed Blake Bortles for doing it. We killed we killed Tim Tebow for it. 
why can Lamar Jackson get a pass? Because I'm be honest with you, all I see when I look at Lamar, I just see another Tim Tebow. I mean, well, I do like people gave up on Tim Tebow early. But um, Lamar, I'm about the play style, not the love he got. I'm talking about the play style. It just reminds yeah. me a lot of Tim Tebow. Yeah, I know. I'm saying uh, that um, that uh, I forgot what year it was when he led the Broncos to the um, playoffs, and he oh, yeah. just, people just you know he he never had a uh, career after that. But back to Lamar Jackson, I feel like Lamar Jackson is is better than both of those. He just dynamic. But I get what you're saying about a running back, but. Yeah, no, but, but here's the thing. You you say it's dynamic. That's not that's not dynamic. That's not dynamic. So dynamic say- is Russell Wilson, who can run and throw. Patrick Mahomes, dynamic. Which people are saying Patrick Mahomes is a little rated now, which I I don't. I'm not gonna go that far. But that that's dynamic. But but he getting the he getting the job done. He won 35 games under, and he just turned 25 years old. That's I, a lot of games. Yeah, sure, it's, it, it is a lot of games, but at the same time, what is it getting you? Mm-hmm. That's that's really what it comes down to. What it, it's it's not really getting you that much because then when you guys start going to the postseason, when they understand you and they go, okay, you know, because uh, think about it, they're, if you're beating up on a bad team, you're gonna get that dub, right? Yeah. But when you start getting to the whole postseason, you're playing solid teams. Now you know what I mean? that that running stuff isn't going to work. I I tell you I tell you this is this this playoff will determine Lamar Jackson because last year he got his first playoff win. So this year, if he get bounced out early, I feel like you can you maybe you could be concerned about Lamar Jackson. I don't think anybody will ever be truly concerned about him. I don't think so. I, it's just he's it's weird for some reason. Baker Mayfield needs to prove every other game that he's that guy. Lamar doesn't have to. I mean, well, Baker, that's just Cleveland Browns fan. When I watch Baker, I just see a, I see a guy who can play quarterback, but they 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 rely on a run game to win games. So, and I feel like they they ask Baker just to do the bare minimum. And they depend on their run game. But I feel like Baker can – if they let Baker make those throws, I feel like he can make those throws. But they don't allow him to, to make those kind of throws. They, they rely on the run game. Yeah, it's just it, – it, it's just very – it was crazy because last year he uh, – Lamar Jackson won an MVP. It's just very interesting to see. Um, if I'm not mistaken, he was the first running back since uh, Adrian Peterson to win MVP. Oh, my bad. He's a quarterback. My bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. My bad. I apologize. I'm, my bad, my bad, my bad. You feel me? I, I'm, I'm – my bad. That's all me. That's with, all me. Lam- with Lamar, he's the quarterback and the running back. So if you if you you he, if you win a game, you can win by him running, or you can win by him passing the game. So I, that's why well, I feel like the difference. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. That's his first playoff game. How the Chargers played him, where they basically were like, "Look, bro, you can go ahead and run. We don't care." Because think about it. Running constantly running the ball is really not going to help you like like that. Like you can't rely on that heavy. Sure, it might win you a game or two, but. When it gets to like the point, for instance, you know for a fact that running won't always win you the game. When Jimmy Garoppolo only threw the ball eight times, why didn't they do that again? Why didn't they do that in the Super Bowl? Because to being able to do that's not how you're not going to be able to win. You need to have both. You need to have some element of throwing and some element of running. If as a quarterback, you can't throw the ball consistently. Look, man, 
He's missing dots that I can hit. I'm, I, he's hitting, he, come on, bro. And, and, and I'm, I'm in no shape to play football. Only shape I'm in is, is, is round, bro. Zero. The number of wins I'll probably get. But I'll still, you know what I mean? Like, there's still dots that he's out here missing. How you overthrowing a dude in the flat? Like, I think someone, someone how that be? How are you overthrowing a dude in the flat and everyone goes, like, what? You talk, talk Lamar, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, I, mean, I, I do think Lamar got some flaws into his game. And I don't, I, I don't get the Baker criticism either. I, I kind of like Baker. I, I, I like Baker. I think he's a solid quarterback. Obviously, like you said, they're all a run team. They're a run first team, and there's no debate. They're, they're, they got the same thing going on as, um, as Tennessee. Only difference is Tennessee have that they got that one bad one bad boy. When it comes to the Browns, they got two in Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Even though Kareem Hunt got injured, I'm hoping it's nothing crazy. We'll find out in, in due time. But Nick Chubb is a bad he he, he a bad boy too. Yeah. He's not Derrick Henry. So he do you bad boy. do you think Lamar will win the Super Bowl? No, hell no. If he can win the Super Bowl, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it to you this way. If he wins the Super Bowl, yo, New England, hit me up. I, I, I deserve a max contract right now. Ain't no way there's the winner. Keeping that this same play style? No. Now, if he, I, I'm, I've been expecting him to be able to pass the ball better. If he can do that, imagine a Lamar Jackson who can consistently throw the ball. If that is not the scariest thing in the world, like people like to talk about Patrick Mahomes. Imagine if he could throw the ball. Let's see. I want to matter of fact, if he could throw the ball, give me like an average quarterback. An average quarterback. Baker Mayfield. <laughs> People want to call Baker Mayfield Evan. If he could throw the ball like Baker and keep that running thing, Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. This kid will be dangerous. Unfortunately, you can't throw the ball. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, like I'm seeing headlines talking about, oh my God, he's in MVP conversations. Like, what? Yeah. No. Did, did y'all not see the game? Like, oh my God. But I, before before we go, I have to give a, a legitimate apology. As you all know, um, baseball it's in the postseason. Um, I thought the Dodgers would sleep Atlanta, the Braves. I, I thought that. Um, Atlanta is now up 2-0 off two back-to-back walk-offs. I apologize. I don't know what I was thinking when I said the Dodgers would sweep them. I will never disrespect the Braves again. And if they win, I'm going to buy a Braves jersey. Like, if they win the whole thing, I'll buy a Braves jersey. I just want to throw that out there because I've been running my mouth a lot about Atlanta. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I got to apologize. So I just, I just had to throw that quick apology out there. Yeah. I forgot to even say this. Congratulations to my Chicago Sky for winning the WNBA champion. Did you see Did you see what they put up? What was more iconic? Um, I forgot her name. I, I, look like, I sound like such a casual. Homegirl was from... It was recently, or it was recently. She she just she was on Chicago. She was on Chicago Sky. She was on. She was in Minnesota. Oh, uh, about was it Lexi? No, 
Man, this is this is this is gonna bother me until I find it. I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now. And it's it's crazy because she she I guess she was born in Chicago. Candace Parker, there it is. Oh, they asked what was more what's more iconic. Her? No, her or LeBron coming back um 3-1. They were like, what's more iconic? LeBron returning to his hometown and win the title, or Candace Parker going back to her hometown and win the title? I'm like, bro, they, they Chicago swept them. Right? The sky swept them. Yeah, this, they they won uh Mercury won one game. No, they didn't. It, they won they, they won, yeah, it was three one. I think Chicago won game one, Mercury won game two, and then Chicago won the last two games. Wait, you right? Yeah, yeah, yeah Mercury won game two. Oh, I did. That's the one I didn't watch. That's the one I didn't watch. I missed. I, I missed game two completely because I, I completely forgot it was on. <laughs> like I literally yeah. forgot because I for some because I thought what happened was they had like I basically thought they had an extra day to rest for some reason. I don't yeah, know what I was thinking, but I missed game two. WNBA but, need to do something better with scheduling though because. Some of them games they scheduled those games against football and yeah, and it's like don't do that. Yeah. It's like don't do that. You know what I mean? Like it's the NFL, which is probably the one of if not the biggest sports thing in the in, in America. Don't do that, bro. You feel me? You yeah. can't do that. But I will say this: they asked what was more iconic, her or LeBron. I'm like, bro, y'all hate on LeBron this, but yo, he came back three one. Like he's the only team in NBA history to come back three one. What are you talking about? And plus, you know, I like, you know, WNBA. I feel like they deserve to be on a bigger platform. But, you know, of course, the NBA is more bigger, and it's LeBron James. So, like, when I, when I saw that, I was like, I hope this is a joke. Like, this can't be real. Like, I'm like, which one of these came back from the – I don't even care if it's a man or a woman. I don't care about that. Which, which, which Wait, team yeah. did who, – who did something that was never done before? LeBron. Okay. When homegirl can come back 3-1, we'll talk about it. Even though if I'm mistaken, I think they only played five games. Yeah. So it would have been the equivalent of her coming down 2-0-2. Then maybe. I'm like, how did I hit 3-1 in? She's like, she goes, yo, the Chicago's got 3-1. You out here talking about, is your moral kind of LeBron? He came back 3-1 against, yeah, against the Warriors. Against arguably the greatest team in the history of the NBA. If they win that ring, they're the greatest. You know what I mean? But and they and what they had the best record, the uh, all time record, seventy three. Yeah, games. that's the seventy three and nineteen. Yeah. Like, come on, bro. bro I swear, I'm supposed to just say anything, bro. <laughs> God. As always, follow your boy on Twitter at Prideful Tanks. I, I tell you, bro, Mike, if you're not on Twitter, you need to get there, bro. Get nah, I'm on Twitter. Actually, I'm on Twitter. Bro, it's the funniest thing in the world. Yeah. I love arguing with people. It's the funniest thing in the world, especially when they run out things to say and they just don't answer you. So you kind of like wait a little bit and then you kind of respond. Hey, so there. Yeah. Funniest thing in the world. Catch our Facebook at Prideful Takes. We go live on Facebook. Um, we also be putting up news and memes, all that good stuff. For instance, we just put up um, UFC, um, the one the card in December. We put up some of the mm-hmm. some of the fights that's coming up there. Which boy, I can't wait for that, bro. Who need Christmas, bro? I got I got UFC, bro. <laughs> Man, forget, forget Santa Claus. I got Dana White. If you don't got, if you don't have Facebook, you're in luck. We're on YouTube at Prideful Takes. Visit our website, www.pridefultakes.com. Not only do we have every episode there, but we also have original articles. And this 
is a problem, right? I say this every episode. The only reason my girl's still with me is because I knocked her up. If not, she would have been different. You feel me? So I know my face is a problem, but that's why we on Spotify at Prideful Takes Podcast. You'll be able to see every episode there as soon as we finish. Mike, my guy, it's been a pleasure, bro. It was, yes. it was fun, bro. Have fun today. 100%, bro. I hope I get to see you again, bro. Don't Most definitely. Most 100%. It's your boy Pride on behalf of Mike. We'll see you guys in the next one. Be safe. Peace. Knew where that was going. That was a great read. Oh, Lillard from the logo. That'll quiet the chew on the season. Second and one for the Bills. They handle the rush. Allen looking. It's down. Two to Shohei Otani. Center field. Let's watch it go. Did several of those inside low kicks. Oh.